Hello, film fans. Welcome to the Film vs. Film podcast. Spoiler special episode. My name is Martin Harries, your host. On this episode, we are talking plot lines, characters, and all things spoilerific. You have been warned. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe. Hello, podsters or podroonies, if you prefer. We are back again for another spoiler special, and we are talking spoilers for The Iron Claw. And, of course, I can't talk alone. I have a first-time guest on the show, Adam, from Raised on Film podcast. How are you? Good, Martin. How are you? I am very well, thank you. Very well. (laughs) So you have a great little podcast. I've listened to a few episodes. It's pretty fun. So yeah, tell everyone about your podcast and where can we find you? Yeah, so I'm on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast. Uh, It's through Anchor. So I think there's five, six, seven different platforms on there. Right. Um, I started uh, during the pandemic with three film school friends. And then we kind of stopped that. And then I just kind of decided to go off on my own. So... I wanted to just continue doing it, and uh, I just have different guests on every episode. And uh, yeah, so I don't know, that's going on four years now total for between the two shows. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, we've been going like three and a half now. It would be four years in November. Yeah, we started in um, November during lockdown. So I think a lot of people did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because we didn't have a lot to do. Yeah. So we watched lots of movies and decided to talk about it. <laughs> on the of course. Um, <laughs> so this one, of course, is dedicated to the Iron Claw. And of course, you're probably wondering, listeners, why have you waited so long? It's been out for ages. Well, I'm from the UK. And for some reason, they always let out release the Oscar-y films in January and early February. And for, so it's been a long wait for the Iron Claw <laughs> for me. Um, definitely one of the best trailers I saw um, last year. I was so pumped for this. I was like, this is awesome. This looks amazing. I mean, Zac Efron, probably one of his best performances. For sure. So, Adam, what did you make of this one then? Initial reactions when you first saw it? So, here in Canada, I got to see it right before Christmas, which was an interesting time to watch this movie yeah (laughs) and then i didn't really know what to make of it after the first time i watched it it kind of sat with me which is my favorite type of viewing experience when you don't really know how you felt and it just kind of hit you and you're just kind of there's a lot of emotions and then i brought my wife back to see it because she was on the fence about seeing it and then obviously on tiktok and social media everyone was raving about it everyone was doing their reaction videos uh, crying and and all this stuff so jamie's like my wife jamie's like i kind of want to see this movie she loves uh jeremy allen white from shameless uh so uh that was her kind of ticket in and obviously she likes zach efron as well so there was a couple different avenues for her that worked she's not really into wrestling and so i took it i took her to see it and it hit her very hard as well as it did a lot of people uh, so I saw it twice in the theater, right uh, just before Christmas and just after Christmas. Right, yeah. So I just saw it on the Friday as we record. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was the only one in the cinema, a nice new cinema where I live in Salisbury. You know, nice, um, comfy sofa seats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, this this movie destroyed me. I was like, oh my God, I'm 
flooding the cinema right now at the end <laughs> is quite a lot. I was like, wow. So quick question before you continue. Did you know anything about the story, the real story going into it? I, I mean, I don't know much about wrestling. I, fa- I did find it really interesting going in. Like it, the performances looked amazing from the trailer and I knew there was some tragedy, but I didn't know it was this tragic. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh my for God. sure. <laughs> it's quite a lot. Yeah. yeah, you could tell because I, I remember on the trailer, they either with sub, su- like subtitles or, or, or like text on the screen, um, not subtitles, like when they are promoting the movie, I think it might have said tragic yeah. or heartbreaking or something. And then obviously in the trailer, they show a glimpse from a funeral. But again, you you go into it thinking, oh, someone is going to die. We've already said spoilers, by the way, right? We're good. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoiler special. Yeah, you, you, you go in <laughs> expecting one person to die. Maybe Zach, maybe mm. the dad, maybe the mom, maybe one of the brothers dies tragically. And the movie just hits you over the head multiple times. I mean, it's pretty brave with the fact that they've decided to make this film in the first place. The fact that it is such a tragic story. I don't mm-hmm. think many filmmakers would attempt to go down this road with adapting this story. I think maybe some people would be like, no way is this true, <laughs> but it is. Yeah, it's it's a little unbelievable at times. So Zac Efron, I think, is this one of the standouts for me, if, if not the standout. This is definitely a career best performance for him. I mean, he is ripped as fuck. In yes. this. It's quite insane. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like he looks like Lou Ferringo as the Hulk, but just less green. Yeah, uh, He's definitely... Uh, the one that's the most restrained than um, compared to his other brothers. But when he does go off emotionally, most of the time it's in the ring. And I think that's really where he's most happy in the film is in the ring. You know, he loves his brothers and being around his brothers, but when things get difficult, he literally, you know, can't, handle it he has to like sleep at the wrestling arena sometimes Mm -hmm. he can't go home to his family with lily james and his own kids i mean that line at the end when he says to his kids i don't have any brothers anymore and his kids say but we can be your brother's dad yeah (laughs) uh went again (laughs) the last 15 minutes basically from what's his name from carrie's unfortunate death the rest mm. of the movie is is terrible. Like it's very sad. Harris Dickinson, I thought, was pretty good as well as David Von Erich. He's kind of like the Joker of the pack. Like he's really good at doing the shit talk and hyping up his mm-hmm. brothers and doing like the promotional videos. They all have their strengths. Uh, yeah. 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 I love that great scene where like Kevin keeps fucking up the take and Harris Dickinson keeps giggling. That was kind of funny. Um, you know, I love the chemistry between him and Zach too. Like it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't that emotional when he dies, but I think the film is definitely confident enough to underplay his death because it's because there's like a lot of death still to come. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting. I, I, I like the way they went about it. And I, again, before we continue with this, uh, I don't know if I'm sure you're aware that there was another kid that died. Yeah. Uh, another brother that they purposely uh, just basically meshed two characters into one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically the, the youngest, I forget what it was. So they, they, they obviously took some liberties, uh, Zach Efron's character, uh, Kevin, he didn't find Carrie. Mm. He found the other brother that shot himself. Uh, so they kind of morphed that into one. It was the dad that found Carrie. 
and the other kid, right. um, uh, Chris. Chris is the one that's not in the movie. They basically morphed the two young ones that weren't really the traditional wrestling type. This is based on what I read. I don't right. know 100% if okay. it's true. But um, anyways, uh, um, they do a good job of slowly letting the viewer get into this where the first death is off screen. It's mentioned. Yeah. The second one, you know what he's doing, but you don't quite see it and then they are obviously looking for the body and then the third one is like okay like we're there for it we're there for the moment and and the react the instant reaction so i thought that was good obviously the oldest brother is at the very beginning uh that we never even see so they do a good job because you couldn't show three brothers or four brothers or five brothers all killing themselves no. on screen. That'd be too much for no. an audience. Yeah, I think tonally that would be too much. Yeah, yeah, you don't see any of the deaths really, but I think they handled each one yes. really well, to be honest, because like with Mike, he clearly takes an overdose. They don't shy away from that, Yeah, but you don't see him like coughing you know, at the mouth, um, foaming at the mouth or anything. It's the build up to his decision that is the heartbreaking part. It's not actually seeing him die. Mm. It's we know what he's doing. Yeah, there's a lot of great confidence here in the filmmaking where they're not treating the audience like they're dummies. Like, yeah, we, you guys should be able to understand what's going on mm-hmm. quite clearly. You know, the last shot of Mike is just him like running um, down the fields through the ranch with his sleeping blank oh uh, yeah with his sleeping bag yeah and you're like yeah he's not coming back from this mm-hmm. and obviously with jeremy allen white as well Kerry, you know you just hear the gunshot that's like the the most visceral thing like you hear in the filmmaking of of one of them killing themselves one of the deaths you know yeah like they're a version of a jump scare yeah um i think if you did show one of them or all of them, it would, yeah, it would just be way too much and people would turn off. And yeah, I don't think the the grief and the sadness would come through as much. You would have more like shock value and it could be seen as a bit distasteful as well. Cause I don't think Kevin Von Eric was too involved in the film. I don't think. No, from what I gathered, he didn't even meet Zach uh, until after they filmed mm, and the they premium. basically, um, he basically gave his blessing to to Sean uh, Sean Durkin, and at his only request. Uh, this was actually very similar to uh, the Air movie that came out. The same thing with Michael Jordan for that. Right. Basically gave their blessing and then a few notes. Michael Jordan, I think, gave three or four uh, for the specifics in the movie, including his the portrayal of his mom. In this, I believe the only thing he requested was make sure uh, the brotherhood of of the brothers is indicated and pushed to the forefront saying that how close these brothers yeah. were. That's all I care about. And they go as far as having that beautiful scene in the canoe kind of in limbo heaven where it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, I think that's the scene that broke Kevin when he watched the movie the most. Cause I think he mentioned yeah. that broke uh, me as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Everyone watching it specifically him. But yeah. he said that I think Carrie or the other brother mentioned wanting to see his brothers. I think it was Carrie saying that he, he wanted to be with his brothers mm, again right. or something like that. So that scene, obviously if it hit all of us the way it did, can only imagine him yeah. watching it. Cause it worked. That scene works so well. Cause you have a very like quiet scene near the start where they're all together, like just floating uh, down the river on these rubber yeah. dinghies, you know, eating food, just a very quiet scene. There's not a lot of context with that, but it's, you know, they're just riding, 
Kevin's truck or whatever. They're just eating burgers while driving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, just really great chemistry between them. And when that scene happens with Jeremy Allen White, he meets Mike and and um, uh, the other one (laughs) (laughs) again, David. It's uh, David. Yeah, Yeah, it's quite emotional. I think some people would might might see it as quite sentimental, maybe and a bit cheesy. But I. I think it was perfectly done. It certainly got me. <laughs> yeah. What did you make of Jeremy Allen White in this? I mean, as um, Kerry Von Eric, I think for me, like when he is on screen, he is incredible. I think I would have preferred him to come into the film a little bit earlier. I know they're trying to be like historically accurate as possible. Yeah. You know, in some areas, um, you know, I, I would have maybe have preferred to see him a bit more, of him um during his like olympics training um mm-hmm. because we don't we don't really see him until like a good 30 40 minutes into the film um which is a shame for me because he's such an incredible actor huge fan of the bear you know i love the scenes he's in like the sheer pain he goes through like wearing this prosthetic leg mm-hmm. you know he does this guttural scream at one point that nearly blew the speakers off the cinema it was that loud mm-hmm. like you could tell very easily that he's struggling because, you know, sometimes he would randomly shout at his dad when he gives him this gun for Christmas because his dad doesn't want to shoot it right there. And then, yeah, you know, his outbursts come, come and go in like short bursts, but feel very emotional every time. An incredible actor. Yeah. The, I have a few thoughts actually. So I'm currently watching shameless with my wife. So I'm obviously a huge fan of him. Right. The bear was really good. He's phenomenal in it. I agree with everything you said. Obviously, I would love more of him. The problem this movie has is there's too many rich, interesting characters, and I want to spend yeah. more time with all of them, and you can't. Zach's your lead. Jeremy Allen White's a perfect supporting character. He steals a lot of scenes that he's in. Um, I would mm. love... I think, from what I've gathered, he was the most popular Von Eric. I believe, and I think he could have had his own movie because there's a lot that they don't even touch yeah. on in this, like drugs. He was, I don't know, famous is the right word, but he was big. A lot of people knew him. He went and he continued yeah. wrestling. Then the whole losing his foot, or I guess not just his foot, it went up his leg a little bit. I don't know the specific term, but that whole incident. Right. So yes, obviously it's a good thing to want more, but I like the way they sprinkle him in because you mm. miss him a little bit. Then he shows up. You miss him a little bit. And I think he's a better actor than Zac Efron. This is the best thing that Zac Efron has done and may ever do. Right. But you want, yeah, you, a low you <laughs> don't want Jeremy Allen White taking too much away because it is Kevin's story. Mm. And carries the more flashy character yes i would love a montage of him getting high getting drunk making mistakes getting in an accident like there's that that's a whole other movie so i think they were in a tough spot it's the same thing i feel with the dad the dad was so interesting as well and it's like yeah with movies and scripts you you have to pick your lead who's your protagonist and you got to commit to it and it worked but i agree with you like he's so good like it's 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 the opposite of the bear where he's the lead and he's mm. also giving these standout moments in the show, which he does in this, but there's only a handful. Like you said, everything after his car or his motorcycle accident, like you can see it in his eyes. Like he's just got, you could tell he was so committed to this, even though he's on screen for probably like 20 minutes, maybe. I don't have the exact number, but. 
Yeah. That was one scene where I was surprised where like they didn't show mm-hmm. the motorcycle crash. I can understand, obviously, we've talked about that they don't show the deaths, but that was one scene where I was like, okay, maybe I would have liked to have seen yeah. that. Not that I like seeing <laughs> motorcycle crashes, but but I, I would have thought that would be something interesting to witness of how painful that was you know you just have this very long like almost pov shot as him as he's like riding down the road uh and then a very like quiet simple sequence where he comes home on crutches and he takes his boot off and you know he's got no uh, foot on (laughs) anymore um that's about it and like with the drug taking like there's only one scene where he's taking Mm -hmm you know painkillers for his immense pain that we know he's going through because of these insane outbursts that he has so yeah i I would have definitely liked to have seen a little bit more with him and i'm only saying like an extra like five ten minutes just a few more scenes here and there just to flesh things out a little bit but when he is on screen he is incredible i mean you could probably say Mm -hmm. that with a lot of the characters as well like the female characters um lily james and the mother they don't have too much to do either i don't think um but when all these yeah when these actors are on screen they really do make an impact but yeah we we soon go back to zach efron mm-hmm. uh and his story yeah it's it's tough right because you mentioned the the two uh the the female leads as well or, or i don't know if they're not leads but uh the mom and uh, lily james again great in all the scenes mm-hmm. they're in but it's just again it's there's there's too many characters and i think that i hats off to the screenwriter mm-hmm. i think he i think sean durkin wrote the script yeah uh for the writing and the directing of it because you you made it work but you're juggling like can you imagine if they kept the other brother in there too and like the, it become a three-hour movie like that yeah. and i don't <laughs> think this movie would work i think the pacing is perfect because you don't want people sitting and stewing in this turmoil for so long and you want to get to the hopeful ending which I think kind of turned tears to joy a little bit. I think obviously some people are still leaving sad, but it's a good roller coaster ride of emotions because, you know, like, mm. what do you do? It's a movie where all these people die. <laughs> like, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they definitely push it. Uh, they push your emotional tolerance a lot. <laughs> yeah. And they set up and pay off so many nice things. And I just wanted to mention them. So yeah. the um, the football, obviously, they set up them sure. playing football at the beginning and at the end. Yeah. Another good setup payoff, which isn't traditional, is when he's hand- when Carrie's handing the dad the gun. I was so unsettled in the theater because they perfectly crafted the shot where the dad's holding the gun and it's aiming towards Kevin. Because me not knowing the story, I'm like, oh my god, Kevin's gonna die. The dad's gonna kill Kevin, or right. Carrie's gonna, or something. But again, you're foreshadowing a gun. Obviously, if you the, the whole rule is if you introduce a gun, you got to use it. Mm. Someone's gonna use that gun, and it's a little yeah. bit of a misdirect because it's right in your face. It's in the center of the frame, and it's pointing at Kevin. Jackoff's gun. <laughs> so that's kind of a setup payoff. But I, they introduced the gun, obviously. And um, the song, which killed me, the song is beautiful. And the brother, um, Mike, sings it when they all go out together in this nice brotherly moment when they're all drinking and having fun. And then obviously they pay that off with the song playing at the end. And there's probably more. Those are the ones that stand up, stand yeah. up the top of my head now. But yeah, it's, it's just it's a really, really good script. And you mentioned the Oscars at the beginning. It was released way too late. They obviously didn't 
campaign enough or, or whatever, but right. this is a movie, in my opinion, that watched a lot of movies that deserved a few nods between the script for mm-hmm. sure, the acting, maybe not best picture, even though I would consider it up, up there, but um, the script and Zach and Jeremy Allen White for sure. And the dad. <laughs> the dad was a standout too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's always tricky with the Oscars, isn't it? There's always never enough room for everyone, for everyone's favorite movies. Yeah, there's always snubs. and <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, Stanley Simons as Mike Von Erich, I thought was amazing. You know, I thought he was a great musician, you know, playing his mm-hmm. guitar at this college campus. like you can, you can tell straight away that he doesn't want to be a wrestler when his yeah. dad announces it in the ring. And you have this quite awkward scene where he turns around and it's like, do we have a problem? Mm-hmm. <laughs> His dad, yeah. you know, uh, and it's all written on Mike's face and the others. Um, and it doesn't, he doesn't look like a wrestler at all. He's, he's skinny as a rake, you know, and his acting is very heartbreaking when he comes out of that coma. Oh, that and he, yeah. you can tell he's clearly got some sort of brain damage and it's just, uh, an incredible performance by him. If anyone was nominated, it wouldn't shock me. Like everyone gives, as good of a performance as they can for whether how big of a role it is in this movie. But uh, yeah, like in regards to the Oscars, like I I don't know who I'd kick out. Like DiCaprio wasn't even nominated for killers of the flower moon. He couldn't make it in. So where would you fit Zach? Where would you fit all these people? That's it for spoilers guys. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, but don't stop there. Get involved and tell me what your thoughts are about this film. Send us a DM or comment on Instagram and TikTok at Film vs. Film Podcast for X at FVF underscore podcast. Plus, we are now on YouTube, so hit that like button and comment there. If you do, I'll give you a shout out on the next episode. Remember, please leave us a five star review and subscribe. Pod signing off.